Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at positivelyproductive.com resources. The one thing I do not recommend asking yourself is, what am I grateful for? Why? It's too open, it's too generic, and it's too likely to trigger a defensive response. I mean, we've been conditioned to think of gratitude in this be grateful, toxic positivity kind of way. But I want you to open your mind to what gratitude really is and truly is and what it can look like for you. Saying what am I grateful for doesn't open up your mind enough and therefore can actually make it more difficult. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a productivity coach certified in positive psychology and stress management. Join me as we explore ways to live a more proactive, positive life with episodes on productivity, self-awareness, mindset, entrepreneur life, habits and systems, simplicity, fun, and more. I understand overwhelm personally as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife and mom to kids and cats, and as a caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and I want you to know I appreciate you and the time you've taken out of what I can only assume is a busy day to come and share it with me. At the end of each episode, I tell you this, how honored I am that you chose to spend your time with me, and I mean it. You have so many choices when it comes to what you listen to, the content you consume, and how you want to spend your time. I've worked hard to build this podcast and to offer content that will elevate your life, but it's your choice each time. When you make that choice, it lights me up and reminds me that my message needs to be shared. So thank you for that. Just now, I offered a heartfelt example of not only thanks to you, but a gratitude practice for me. It's genuine, imperfect, and focuses on a special singular area and person, you, whom I appreciate. As I share more about how you can grow your gratitude practice today, By way of gratitude journaling, I hope you'll see the connection between my recommendations and what I just shared with you. I'm a huge fan of gratitude and what a power habit it really is, but I know it can be misleading because it's become such a buzzword. I address that in episode four of the podcast, where I explain what gratitude is and share what it really offers us. Gifts like healing, connection, and transformation. I include the science to back this all up, like Harvard-level research, and I also share five myths that I've identified and explain how gratitude has been misunderstood, including by me, so I do share my story of a time in which I wasn't so inclined to have a gratitude practice. I recommend listening to that episode as a foundational conversation for the one we're having today. In other episodes, I've touched upon gratitude as it intersects with what you're already doing. That was in episode 132 on four ways you're already practicing it, and you might not even know. And in episode 159, 
as it connects to celebrating and savoring success. I've always said that a gratitude practice doesn't have to be one specific approach or look a certain way, and I stand by that. What's in your heart is most important. What matters is tapping into your gratitude and expressing it, and that can be achieved in so many ways. But there's a reason gratitude journaling is so popular and basically Oprah famous. I love to tease about it and say, hey, the 80s called and they want their gratitude practice back. But I'd be doing it a disservice if I didn't share with you the benefits of it. Journaling is very effective. We've talked about it here on the podcast in different ways for mental health and for business. It's a powerful tool for self-discovery and development. Writing out your thoughts and feelings changes how you perceive them and makes them tangible in a way. So doing that for gratitude can unlock even more of the goodness. Before we dig into the fail-proof approach to gratitude journaling, I want to share a perspective I've had personally on journaling that relates to the bullet journal. Have you heard of that? I'm guessing if you listen to the show, you have. The bullet journal, aka Bujo, is a method created by writer Carol to stay on top of tasks and document ideas. Through experimentation and refinement, he developed this specific method as a tool to help stay focused. He had ADHD, and the Bujo method is a flexible system that can be used in any kind of journal. Now, he had a preferred choice of the Leuchtturm 1917, which is a favorite of mine as well. I like the ones with the dotted line grid. They're great for writing traditionally, but also drawing as well as creating boxes and grids. I have this specific journal on my favorites page of the website, along with some of my favorite pens to use if you'd like to check them out. So what does the bullet journal method have to do with gratitude journaling? Because this method includes mindfulness and intentionality in it, it's often used in conjunction with gratitude journaling. But I'm going to be honest, as always, with you and tell you I struggled with it. I've always loved the idea of a bullet journal. I mean, I've been a planner nerd since the early days, and creating a truly customized one seemed like the best thing ever. I can never find one that works just right, and my clients have the same issue, and over the years, I've helped them customize their own plans, their own systems. But my issue with doing that in detail, like the bullet journal, was that once you structure it, you have to keep it up. And... I need to be able to log my information and go, not take extra time to create and update it. Yes, I'm creative. Yes, I love artistic endeavors. But my day is filled with demands and I need my systems to not include the arts and crafts part. Now, I suppose that could sound a bit harsh. And there are some who find that artsy part of creating a journal to be soothing and meditative. And I agree, it absolutely can be. So if you love it, do it. But I also know that feeling when updating my journal, even updating the information in it, let alone the artsy parts, just feels like another to-do that I'm adding to an already packed list. And that leads to anxiety, which is the exact opposite of journaling, of tracking, and of gratitude. So all this to say, there are lots of different ways out there to create a gratitude journal but I want to help you get past some of these challenges you may experience to get to the positive effects of gratitude journaling in the simplest way possible. 
you want to create something so simple and engaging that it keeps you coming back to create the habit. I have five steps that will help you do just that. Number one is select a journal and a pen or pencil or marker, whatever makes you happy. Crayons are fine too, but something that makes you want to write in it. I mentioned that I love the Loish term 1917, and I've also been a Uniball Signo fan for quite some time, more recently appreciating the Sharpie S-Gel because of how smoothly they write. And most recently, my incredibly talented podcast editor, Jess, recommended the Zebra Pen, and I found a set in rose gold that makes me feel seriously fancy. So that sounds silly, but there's something about the right tools for the job. And when you surround yourself with things that you love, like a beautiful planner or in a color that inspires you, that's nearby, it encourages you to want to use them. That's the first step in making that habit appealing. The second step is choose a time of day that feels best for you. This could relate to your energy and schedule or how you feel about the intention of journaling and gratitude journaling in this particular case. Do you want to start the day with a positive outlook or end the day on a good note and maybe help you sleep better? Look ahead or look back. Both can work really well. You may want to start with a time that simply works for you, not only where you can spare a minute, but also be fully present. Step three is to set a timer for up to five minutes maximum. And I really mean that. It could be three minutes, something where you can write a little bit and then be done. Now, this might make finding a time that works for you easier because I'm confident you can find a spot in your day of five minutes or less to do this. Even though many people journal for longer, you'll want to keep your starting point short and sweet. You can grow into a longer session if it works for you. Or you can combine this journaling with other kinds if you like. For now, though, keep the gratitude five minutes or less and make sure that it feels doable for every day. Step four, encourage the part of your mind that makes connections and distracts you to explore gratitude. Wait, what? <laughs> yes, this is a fun one because usually we chide ourselves for going off on tangents and letting our minds wander. And now I'm telling you to do it. Make the connections to the things you're grateful for and explore them because they will elevate your practice and build your gratitude muscle. They say that the more you find to be grateful for, the more you find to be grateful for. And this is one of the ways to do it. Step number five is to reframe what you're asking. And I know this might sound counterintuitive, but stay with me. The one thing I do not recommend asking yourself is, what am I grateful for? Why? It's too open. It's too generic. And it's too likely to trigger a defensive response. I mean, we've been conditioned to think of gratitude in this be grateful, toxic positivity kind of way. But I want you to open your mind to what gratitude really is and truly is and what it can look like for you. Saying, what am I grateful for? It doesn't open up your mind enough and therefore can actually make it more difficult. Let's start with a reminder of the official definition of gratitude. Harvard Medical School defines gratitude as a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. With gratitude, 
people acknowledge the goodness in their lives. As a result, gratitude also helps people connect to something larger than themselves as individuals, whether to other people, nature, or a higher power. There are some incredible keywords in there other than thanks and grateful. Appreciation, acknowledge, goodness, connect. And there are clues in there to what you can connect gratitude to, such as people, nature, a higher power. Instead of asking, what am I grateful for? Let's reframe it with words adjacent to gratitude. Gratitude synonyms include appreciation, tribute, satisfaction, acknowledgement, thanksgiving, thankfulness, recognition. I'm sure there's more, but that's a great starting point. So there are six options in there, not including the obvious thanks-related ones. Now, as an example, let's dig deeper and look at the synonyms of one of those words. Using appreciation as an example, you have admiration, respect, regard, praise, reverence, enthusiasm, love, honor, delight, awe, and wonder. You can find hundreds of gratitude prompts on the internet at a click of a button, and you are welcome to go there and try them out. But if you want to keep it the simplest possible, take one of those words each day and search for that thing. Ask yourself a question related to it. And then, similar to a recommendation in our business journal episode, I want you to keep asking why after it. So here are some examples of how you would do that. What or whom do I appreciate? Why? Where in my life am I satisfied? By what or whom? Why? Who do I recognize? When have I been recognized? Why did that matter? What or whom am I enthusiastic about? Do I love? Why? What or whom am I in awe of, in wonder of? Why? Where do I experience reverence in my life? Why? You see how simple this can be? One word to cue you in the direction of simple appreciation, and then you go deep instead of wide. This tip is inspired by a leading gratitude researcher and author, Robert Emmons, who recommends being less general and far more specific in your gratitude expression. When you do it, it allows you to make greater connections to the why behind your gratitude. And studies show that we have greater impact from that. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with making a list. That's a great way to start a gratitude approach. But I think we have this tendency to like make the list as long as possible. And are you grateful for so much? So we're going for quantity instead of quality. You can certainly start this in your journal because it's yours and you get to decide what you want to do. But it's actually easier if you do it by picking one thing or a few things and going deeper. You'll get more out of it and you'll dig into those details. So essentially, you will have started from an easier point, but you'll end up with both quality and quantity. How does that sound? Good, right? Does it feel doable for you? That's the key. That's the key to starting any habit. I encourage you to try it. Start with the steps that I've given you today. Find really good tools to do the job. Find the right time for you and just start. And I welcome you to message me with your thoughts. Let me know 
what you think about starting this practice, what you've tried, if there's a place where you've gotten stuck, if there's something that has been amazing for you, or if you'd simply like to share what you're grateful for with me, because that's another way to have a gratitude practice. I want to continue to support you in a gratitude practice. So here's a couple things I recommend. Hop over to my website, PositivelyProductive.com, and select the Connect page for a variety of ways that you can reach out to me, including sending me a message and letting me know your thoughts. Then you can also hop over to the Resources page to request access to the Positively Grateful series resources. I have a video that describes gratitude in more detail and a workbook that you can use that supports everything we talked about today, as well as the other podcast episodes that I mentioned. And if you're interested in gratitude books, you can find them on the favorites page as well. Once again, I want to express my sincere gratitude for you spending time with me. As you move forward with this practice, I hope that when you read back what you have discovered to be grateful for in your life, that it surprises and delights you and fills and heals your heart. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.